Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. So I love this. This is fun. We're, we're, we're going to get to something. Don't you worry. But, but I had in my spirit specifically that there are actually some of you that came here looking for the encouragement to keep walking your walk. And I'm telling you, God says, but tonight my anointing is here. I'm going to quicken to you your breakthrough. And, and actually one of the first things I felt is there's, there's one, maybe more people in here that have actually been dealing with pain in your upper GI tract. Is that, is that anyone in here? You felt pain in your stomach, your intestines? Is that anyone in here? You have? Okay, if that's you, will you come up here? And if that's anyone else, please come up. Because I want you to know that what's going to happen tonight is an anointing. We're actually going to, up on stage, we're going to bypass what would normally be a process and there's going to be an impartation. And if I have any ushers around, I could use your help for this. And let me tell you the, the, the secret to this. What you are doing is you are stepping into something that supersedes the natural processes of time that God would take us on. And all he says is simply believe. Do you know all we have to do to receive the breakthrough is simply believe? And so, so we'll start with you. So you have... Yeah, it's, a rec- it's been a recent thing. Okay, a recent thing. So watch this. We're not going to prophesy into it. We're not going to say anything lengthy. We're going to give an impartation. God is going to come in this moment where we say, I just want to close your eyes right now. And I just say full healing over you in Jesus' name. I break the infirmity over you, the things that have held inside of you. And all you need to do is say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Even now. Even now, you'll feel healing coursing through you, coursing through you. There's a renewal. There's a renewal. I break that infirmity off of you. I release healing over you right now that there's a quickening. There's a quickening. There's a quickening. The distractions are breaking. The distractions are breaking. There have been things that have occupied your mind and it has found its way into your stomach because you're hungering for breakthrough. And I'm telling you, the breakthrough is actually coming over your life right now. And I say, over your life, the anointing is here. It's not just for the pain you've been feeling, but the thing that you've been holding out for. I release breakthrough over you right now. In Jesus' name, just Jesus' name, I just want you just to sit in that. Come on, come on. Thank you, God, right now. We speak to the infirmity. I declare right now, healing flow into her. Flow into her belly. Flow in, flow in, flow in. Supernaturally, there are things that you've been carrying too long. Let it come out. Let it come out. Come out. Healing, healing. Come on. In moments, God can do things that couldn't happen any other way. Hi, how are you? You ready for this? Yeah, you excited for this? You ever had a prayer like this before? You have? ready for another one? Okay, I want you to just close your eyes. Open your hands. Just take a deep breath. Right now, Father, I release healing over her. Healing over your daughter in Jesus' name. That's right. That's right. Loose her. Loose. Come on, Father. Right now, I think that healing is flowing through her. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Isn't it interesting how we can just get into these flows? And when you can find the moment, find the anointing, God can shortcut anything we do. And don't worry, I'll find a way to fit this into my message. 
But one of the things I want us to be able to recognize is that when the power of God is available, the only thing you need to do is just believe. And sometimes that's the hardest thing because we have to get ourselves out of the way. One more thing I felt, um, ankle or knee injuries. Any ankle or knee injuries in here? Come on. Ankle or knee injuries. Come on. And look, if you actually have something in your body that you want set free, this is an anointed moment. Receive it while I'm praying for him. Remember, it's just believe. All right, so ushers, maybe two. Uh, I love it. I love it. Okay, I want you to close your eyes. Open your hands. And just receive it. And just receive it, receive it, receive it. Holy Spirit, flow through him right now. We release it. I release healing over your body supernaturally. Supernaturally, supernaturally. There's a stitching together. I see ligaments snapping into place. I see things coming into motion right now. There is mobility returning to you. And God is prophesying that there's mobility to your life. Places you could not stretch before, you can stretch now. And I say, release, release it, release it, release it. In Jesus' name. Hi. How you doing? All right, what is it? The knee? The, the knee? Okay, which one? It pops a lot. You don't use that for popping locks? No. You don't use it to your advantage? All right, fine. Okay. I mean, I could try. You try? You're going to show us a move. Is there any limited motion? Or is it pain? No, it just gets really stiff. It gets really stiff. Is it stiff right now? No, not right now. Okay. We're going to believe that it won't be stiff ever again. If I want you to just close your eyes. Right now, the name of Jesus, under this anointing, I release healing over your knee. Right now, supernaturally healing flow throughout your body. Throughout your body, throughout your body, throughout your body. I, I speak to things of blood that have actually been going on in you. And right now I just speak a release. There's a healing over you. There's a generation, a regeneration. God is doing a regenerative move, even in your bones with, uh, with the blood cells being rejuvenated. I see there's a there's refreshing, refreshing over your body. Aches are going away. I declare them healed. And I declare you healed in Jesus' name. Receive, receive. Father, fill her right now. Fill her right now. Fill her. Fill her, fill her, fill her. It's coming. You can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it. I just want you to move the knee. I want you to move the knee. I want you to move the joints. And I want you to feel that there's actually lightness, that you've been living with a lingering level of of pain and and limited restriction. And God is showing you over your entire life what unfettered living looks like over your body. I just release it. Thank you, Jesus. You just feel her fresh right now. Right now, fill her. Fill her fresh. Fill her fresh. Fill her fresh. Here it comes. There it goes. In Jesus' name. Okay, isn't that cool? Is that pretty cool? I love that. I love these moments. It's like sometimes it's so tempting to want to get into a preach and be more focused on what I need to say than what God's going to do. And the entire point is we're building towards an impartation. We're building towards a life that actually lives fruitful. Is that, is that okay for you guys that we take some time to do this? What, one, more, one more thing I saw, and that's over our pastors, Matt and Loren, that we have been operating so strongly as a house of the prophetic, but God is looking to unlock even more gifts within this house. And even within you, even within you, he's unlocking more gifts. And so I want you guys to stand up. Let's reach out our hands to them. Father God, I thank you that new gifts are being released over this house. 
specifically over the tuggles, that there are things that you know you flow in and God has so honored that. And I hear him saying, I am giving you more. I am giving you more. If you will step out, I have given you the anointing. In fact, you already have it. You already have it. You already have it. And so right now I say, be filled fresh with an exponential increase of the spirit. Father, fill them right now. Fill them right now. There's newness. There's newness coming into you. There's an expansion. There's an expansion. What you saw as a single highway, you saw, you saw your highway getting wider, but God is showing you the entire city and the grid of intersections that he has produced. There are intersections in this valley. And as more gifts come out of you, I saw the entire valley being the, the new head of worship in this nation. That the, new, the next generation of worship creators will be in this valley because you allowed yourself to see the interconnected. It's not just how deep can I go down one highway, but because you you begin to expose and, and go down the lattice and take the off ramps that were uncomfortable. New gifts are in each of you. Healing is in you. Freedom is in you. But more than that, appointed anointings. You are coming to a place where not just by your words, but by your impartation, people are coming into a new place. And so Father, fill them right now with your full confidence and courage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? All right, hey, come on. You got a shout? Is that okay? I love this. I'm, I'm not even sure if my notes are going to open tonight. There's power here. There really is. I, I don't come to church to check boxes, but I also don't come to church just to get encouraged I come to church to get a revelation, to get an impartation. More things are caught than taught. My entire walk is because no one taught me these things. I just went for it. The way I learned to minister, I took no class. I did no thing. I just said, God, I believe. And I went down this path. And and, and vision, but we're in Vision Builders Month. And That's how my Vision Builders story went. I mean, Vision Builders itself set me free. Did you guys know that? You thought my last message was about freedom? No, Vision Builders actually set me more free into who I am than anything else. And it's because there were just things that I chose to step into that unlocked doors. And I know we've talked about Vision Builders quite a bit. And we, you know, we talk about how it's it's how we come together, how how we give beyond to sow into this house, right? And look, the reality is, God doesn't need your money, but we do know he needs your heart. And if he's going to have you give your money, you might as well give it to his bride. I mean, can you think of any greater honor than blessing Jesus by blessing his bride? Think about this. In the book of Revelation, it doesn't talk about you. It talks about the bride. The bride is presented to Jesus. And if you do not have love for the bride of Christ, how do you really relate to the bridegroom? And and so Vision Builders is very much about, yes, we pour into this house. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you trust it or not, because it's honoring to God. Because he commands that you elevate his bride. And we're called to do it in one accord. Think about this. How much in the Bible does it talk about coming together as one accord? Israel, throughout when Moses was leading them, when Joshua was leading them, if one person deviated from righteous living, the entire congregation suffered. That's how serious God was about everyone being unified in one accord. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, what, what was that couple's name? Um, that they, they lied about their offering and they were struck down dead. 
And it's not because God just said you didn't give enough. It's not even because they lied. It's because God was doing a thing and he could not stand to have them outside of one accord. In the book of Revelation, we come as a congregation to the church. And so we have to be able to see ourselves in one accord. And so vision builders to me is very much about honoring the bride of Christ, but also being in one accord with the house that I belong to. And my story of vision builders, I know you guys are playing for so long. You guys are doing so good. Are you okay to stay up for a little bit? That's okay. You can take a seat. I'll bring you back up. I'll bring you back up. We'll cut this out of the podcast. So when I started doing vision builders, it was, it was a wild. I mean, I did not grow up with God. I think I've told you guys a lot of this. And I came into this house, and I was doing pretty good. You know, as, as a young 20-something, uh, making good income, I said, hey, I've been saving up money, and vision builders came around. And the first time that I saw vision builders, I said, oh, this is really interesting. Like, I want to be a part of this. And I felt that little urging in me saying, give all your savings away. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, I'm, I'm trying to do something here. But, all right, let's, let's put you to the test. Because the Bible says, you know, put God to the test with a lot of these things. And I said, all right, then if I give this, I want to make it back. And that's going to require me making six figures. So I don't know if that's possible, but this is the way we're going to go. So I gave that offering. I mean, as, as a 26-year-old who'd never gone to church before, it was 25 grand. It was a lot of money. Two months later, I get called in saying, hey, we're going to give you a raise to six figures, and we're going to give you a bonus of 25K. So that was my introduction to Vision Builders. And instantly, you're sold. You're sold, right? I'm in in for life. And there's more to it than that. But but I started going through all over all the years. We would give Vision Builders, and, and look, they would go up and they would go down. Sometimes we knew the years where our giving had to move, because the reality is we never gave something we didn't have. What we gave was something that was allotted for something else. And really what we were doing was saying, God, in my vision for this year, I want to accomplish something. I want to buy a car. I want to buy a house. I want to be able to pay for these things. I want to be able to take this vacation. And whenever I looked at what to give, it was never something I didn't have, but it was, God, this money is going to represent something. That is my vision for this year. And honestly, like Abraham bringing Isaac to the altar, saying, I'm giving this to you. Abraham had no idea there'd be a ram in the thickets. He knew the promise of God, that the promise would be fulfilled. And so God knows the desires of your heart. He welcomes the desires of your heart. And so, so often I gave what I had, which was meant for something else. And every time God found a way to provide Something in the direction of that thing. Sometimes the very thing. Usually in excess. When, when Roe and I got married, there were so many expenses. She got in a car wreck six weeks before the wedding. So I'm paying for the wedding. I'm paying for the honeymoon. I bought her a Mercedes. Um, I, had to, I had to put the down payment. on. And, and, and I spent, in a two-month span, 50% of that year's income after finishing Vision Builders. That doesn't happen. When we bought our first house, it was the same thing. It was, we had given the down payment for our house the previous year in a vision builders. So the next vision builders rolled around and says, all right, it's time to sow into this again. But God, we really kind of want a house. We want to start a family. And all of a sudden, in a four-month span, 75 grand pops into our account. We have a down payment. I don't make that much to have that much discretionary income. And it, it happens again when we came here. Remember, we've only been here three months. 
And we had a home in San Diego. It was a nice home. It was good. And we knew we wanted a bigger home anyways. And then God called us here and was like, okay, cool. At least we can get more home for the same price. But, but even then, we had the biggest vision builders yet. And we said, God, we want to expand. And God said, good. And you're not allowed to compromise the vision. You are not allowed to sell your previous home to acquire the new home while giving the biggest vision builders ever. See, one of the things we have to remember is we're not allowed to compromise the vision when we actually put these things to the test. And so we, we ended up being able to keep our home in San Diego, buy a home here that turns out to be even cooler than anything we could have imagined. Blessings left and right. Little checks in the mail, savings of tens of thousands of dollars. The whole, the whole thing is coming together. And we're living in this place of this miracle home. And we're saying, okay, we're now in this home. It's time to get established. Wouldn't it be cool to plant some fruit trees? Like, let's, just, let's make this house fruitful. Now, we don't have a green thumb. Fortunately, my mother-in-law here, everyone say hi, Dee Dee. She has a green thumb. We do not. And we're thinking, okay. I know. It went right to the Berg. <laughs> and we said, how cool would it be to, to prophetically sow seeds in this ground to produce fruit? Wow. Thinking this would, this would be a couple-year journey at the minimum. We discovered there were some, some grapevines overgrown in our backyard. We said, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, maybe, maybe that's a prophetic fulfillment. Well, it turns out this past weekend, I look outside my office door, and the tree has produced 300 cherries. And we go around the backyard, and we say, well, I wonder what all the other trees are. And we get that little app that tells you what every plant is. And it turns out every tree in our backyard is fruit-bearing. Apples, peaches, pears, nectarines, like cherries, all of it. Yeah, yeah you are. Come, come, come bring your baskets. And, and what I realized in that moment was not only does God exceed the expectation— of what we want when we, when we attach ourselves to him, when we attach the vision to him. See, I don't, I, my vision Sunday is not January 1st. It's Vision Builder Sunday. I actually tie my vision of the year for when I release the seed of that vision to God through Vision Builders. And one of the things God revealed to me when we, we discovered that, look, all these trees are in our yard. We didn't sow those trees, yet we reap them. How often... Do we reap things we do not sow? And it happens more often than we think. And so I'm actually going to open my notes for the first time tonight because I need a scripture. And I would like to go to, uh, where are we here? Galatians 6, 7 through 9. That talks about sowing and reaping. Because I want to unpack some of this for us tonight. Do we have that on the screen? Okay. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, he will also reap. Now, we, we love that verse, right? We actually quote that a lot. But there's more to it. I want to go to the next verse. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Next verse. And let us not grow weary while doing good. While due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So there's two types of sowing we do. We can sow into the flesh or the natural. Very often we can sow a seed. I can say, I can sow my tithes in respect to financial return. And yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. But I want to sow into the spirit. See, sometimes we want to reap a harvest we did not sow. That is not natural sowing. That is supernatural sowing. 
But if you're going to reap something you didn't sow, are you willing to sow something you may not reap? How good is your comprehension of sowing and reaping? How much is your expectation that, God, I planted this and I expect this? And God is laughing at you and saying, I wanted you to plant this field for me. You may never reap it, but I have prepared this field for you. And that is the way we're actually supposed to live. And that's one of the things Vision Builders taught me. Was I can sow one thing and reap another. I can can sow an offering of finance and reap a house filled with the Spirit. I can reap a house that produces literal fruit. I I can reap these different things. Because I'm beginning to understand sowing and reaping from a different perspective. And look, sowing requires sacrifice, right? You can eat your seed. You can sell your seed or you can throw it on the ground and let it die. Which one produces multiplication? The one that dies, sprouts up, creates multiple fruit and generations of blessing. See, even even when we give into something like Vision Builders, when we're sowing it through spiritual eyes, we're reaping a harvest in our lives that will actually outlast us beyond because we want to reap things we did not sow. And so our understanding is we have to understand how to sow things we may not reap. And that's where the process of God often comes in. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, we, I love Pastor Jurgen's book, Pray Until Something Happens. Sometimes we misunderstand what that means. It says pray until something happens, not until that thing happens. See, very often when we plant a seed of something, all right, God, I want a promotion. And the next thing you know, your boss starts giving you the worst work on the job. And you said, no, I'm going to pray until the boss gives me the best work. I'm going to pray until something happens. And you don't often realize what God is doing, that he's trying to teach you the spiritual level of sowing and reaping, that sometimes we need to pray until something happens. And as soon as something happens, it's our responsibility to say, wait, God, was this from you? What are, oh, what are you doing with this? Our job is to press in until something thing happens, even if it's the unexpected thing, even if God says, I want you to walk away from the field you have sown for so long, and I'm going to do something that causes you to move in that direction, and you need to be okay with sowing things you may not reap, if you wish to reap things you may not sow. And that is a principle that will carry us forward in so much of what we do. And look, you're going to go through a lot of crap just turns out the crap you go through is the fertilizer for your next field. Okay? Don't, really, we, we cannot despise the crap in our lives. God, God allows it. He allows it. Because when we pray until something happens, we just don't know how to recognize the something and the path that God wants to take us down. If I'm pressing in for for a breakthrough over my life, if I want breakthrough in the marketplace or over my family, and I'm, I'm holding on so tightly to the thing that I think will be required to get it there, and God is saying, I need you to let it go because I may have a different path for you. So our ability to see these processes. So all these journeys and these testimonies I've told about vision builders going through all these like miracles and back and forth, do you want to know how much crap I was collecting for my next garden? Do you want to know how hard it was? Do you know how hard it is to actually believe for the things that you press in for? We throw seeds in the ground. We sit them. You growing yet? 
You growing yet? Oh, it's so exciting. Hey, five minutes later, you growing yet? Oh, it's so good. And then a day later, anything? <laughs> Month later, nothing. And then you start cursing the seed or you start cursing God. Or you start doubting the vision. Sometimes our vision needs to be tweaked because it's small. Let's make sure that's said. But what do we do when we're in this process? What are the things that I had to go through when, when I wanted promotion at work, the journey God took me on was to quit my job. And then go through the obedience of going right back into a similar role, which I swore I would never do. And through that process, double my income and create the opportunities for promotion in a much different environment with the flexibility to come here. But you know how easy it would have been to die to that? God, I put this on my vision card. I sewed into this with the things that I held dear. Am I still willing? Are you, how attached are you to the way that God's going to cause things to grow? Like, what, what is it? Paul said this about discipleship, but it applies in this principle. You know, one, one sows and one waters, but God causes a thing to grow. You have no power over causing a thing to grow, but you do have power over whether you bless or curse the seed. And so how does, how does your faith, how does your vision actually fit in with what God is doing in this space. And so this idea of sowing and reaping is so important. And it's really, really critical to know that in everything, God is setting you up for success. Second Corinthians nine, six through eight. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And that is in the spirit as well as the flesh. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Those who sow generously will have an abundance for every good work. Every word that God releases has the power to fulfill it. If you are lacking provision in your life, are you in the right assignment? Are you actually sowing the things God wants you to sow? If there's no provision, if there's walls in your life, we actually have to ask, how am I sowing my seeds? For what purpose am I sowing? For what assignment am I attached? For what purpose am I a part of this kingdom? What am I doing? God God guarantees resource to every purpose he's placed in us. And he's placed purpose in us. He's placed vision. And he's placed assignments and callings and everything. And if we don't feel provision, we don't just sow seeds. We also have to understand to what assignment is the provision coming in because God will always bless his provision. Does that make sense? Because at the end of the day, God has a purpose. There is an assignment for all of us. And I, I really like to go back to the beginning in, in Genesis. And we'll end with this thought. In Genesis 2, 8 through 9, it says, The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, the tree of knowledge for good and evil. Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden and told him to tend it. Okay, so there was a garden and God told Adam and Eve, tend this garden. Okay, but follow me on this. 
In Genesis 1:28, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You were called to tend the garden God gave you. You were called to extend the garden God gave you. Do you realize the very first commission that Jesus's prayer of your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is actually the same commission that he gave Adam and Eve in the garden? The, The assignment has always been the same. The world was chaos. And in it, God placed a garden. And the original assignment of bringing heaven to earth was I've given you a garden, tend to it. And every day, extend its borders by one tree. Their assignment was actually to fill the earth with the garden. You tracking with me with this? You know where I'm going with this? That our responsibility, our assignment in whatever way we've been given is to take whatever light is in us and every day extend the boundaries of the garden in us. One more foot, one more yard, one more mile. That's the original commission. The original commission was that we would extend the garden. Nothing has changed. Even even in Revelation, it says there will be a new earth because God understands our process is to take darkness and turn it to light. It's to take chaos and turn it to order. It's to take brokenness and turn it into wholeness. It's to take whatever is in us stewarded well and bring it to the world around us that our assignments always have to do with extending the garden and so if you want to know where your provision will come from for every good work you should ask God what garden have you given me how can I extend it by one degree today because there are assignments for all of us and when we live these assignments we become healthy and when we live them together we become whole and we will see the entire world change you can't see the city changed unless we all step in did you know the kingdom of heaven lacks its entirety if you do not understand what you were called to do you were made for something each and every one of you was made for something you were given a field I can talk about sowing and reaping all day it doesn't matter if you don't have a field But each one of you was given a field to sow, to extend. And God may call you from one field to another and move you around and keep upgrading you. And that's the glorious, glory to glory life. But it helps to know that you have an assignment in you. You do. You absolutely do. And the challenge that we often face is to know it. And sometimes we want it to be bigger. My assignment, if if I'm not preaching to the world, Am I really on my assignment? You have no idea what your assignment is. If your assignment has been sweeping floors, you can bring heaven to earth in that. Your assignment is to be a caregiver at home, a mother, a father. Your assignment is to do that, to raise the best kids you could ever raise, to create a household and an atmosphere. That is holy. What's holy, holier than any one thing you think you can do for God. God does not care when you say, I'm going to give God this much money. He laughs and says, I don't need your money. I need your heart. I need you to become fully alive for the things I've prepared for you in the assignments I've given you. Sure, assignments change and fields change, but to understand that you were born for something is actually what allows something like vision builders to have power in your life. Sure, I can give to receive and it's to me it's sowing a little fleshly a little spiritual but if I'm truly going to sow in the spirit I want to understand how I've been sown 
and the resources that are coming in to be able to bless everything. Not just my ability to give, but my ability to impart and extend the garden of my life. All right? Awesome. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to close your eyes. God, I thank you for these truths. I thank you for the truth that you you planted us into the earth, that we were the garden that you planted. You planted us in an Eden. You gave us assignments that we would choose today to believe that you ordained an assignment for us. Assignments, maybe multiple, maybe different seasons bring different things. But God, I believe that you have purpose for me and I believe that I can extend the garden of heaven in my life. Yeah, God, I thank you for that. I thank you that you release provision to fulfill every assignment over each and every one of these people. And as they contemplate partnering in unity with one accord for vision builders this weekend, I pray that they would they would seek in themselves to plant a seed into that, but that they would attach their vision to that provision. They would attach their vision to that pledge and that they would trust you in levels of impartation that goes beyond encouragement. Father, I bless each and every person as they contemplate what their pledges will be, what their life will be in this way. And there are some of you here, you don't, actually know the source of this. You, you don't, you're not connected to Jesus who did plant you, who does give you the ability to create these things, these supernatural principles, to live on assignment. You were made with assignment, but maybe you don't know it yet. And so if you're hearing this for the first time, for the second time, for the hundredth time, and you've not actually stepped in and given yourself to Jesus to live under these principles, now's a great time. He is the one who will speak to you and reveal to you why you were on this earth. He doesn't, he already gave you that purpose, but sometimes we need to realize it. So if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to step into this big life of supernatural sowing, I want you to raise your hand in this place tonight and just dedicate to God right now to say, I want to live this life with you. I want this life. I want this life of sowing and reaping in the spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I just want everyone to stand up real fast. I want you to shake it off. Deep messages can be a little, little, little tough sometimes. You got to shake it off. I just want you guys just to close your eyes. Open your hands. And take a deep breath. And I declare throughout this place right now that there is an impartation over each and every one of you. There's an impartation of faith, an impartation of hope. There's an impartation of knowing that these things I've spoken are true, that they are for you, and that you recognize that God is with you. So Father, fill them right now. Fill the room. Fill the room. Fill the room. Just keep breathing. Just take breaths and just breathe in. Breathe in the oxygen produced by that garden. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for releasing this, releasing blessing, releasing anointing, releasing impartation over these people tonight. In Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.